Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Football Gentron, the only English language podcast dedicated to Armenian football. And what a time to be Armenian. What a time to be an Armenian national team football supporter. I am joined here by the usual suspects, Armin, Chodens, and Tito. How are you guys doing, gentlemen? Forza! Great. Great. <laughs> Excellent. We just, wow. we just got off the back of a fantastic 2-0 home win against Iceland. And um, it's safe to say people are starting to notice Armenia, right, guys? Hell yeah. yes. Yes, of course. It's finally time of it for that. Finally. And we haven't had this much attention on us since the uh, Euro 2012 qualifications, which we remember what happened there. But hopefully it's um, not the same because this is a totally different team, totally different mentality, totally different mindset. But let's jump right into the match. So... Uh, about an hour before kickoff, the the squad for the match got announced, and we noticed that Miranian was not included, and we found out that he's injured. He picked up something in training, apparently, and he wasn't going to be included, which kind of shitty because he did pretty well uh, when he came off the bench yeah. in the last match. But instead, we were uh, pleasantly surprised to see Jira Charoy on, on the bench. Um, very exciting young Armenian talent. Of course, Gevor Gazayan said in the pre-match press conference that he did with Joaquin Kaparos that he will not be taking part in this match, and it's very unlikely that he will also be participating in the Romania match. So if anyone is expecting him to play a part, uh, very unlikely. But about an hour and 15 minutes before kickoff, we got the starting lineup. Armen, why don't you run us through the starting 11 that uh, Don Joaquin chose to go with? All right. Uh at the goal, as always, David Yurchenko on the right uh, flank, on the right back, Hovannes Hampatsumian, which was uh, surprising a little because he's clearly the starter, but he injured a lot of kicks and uh, foul play from Liechtenstein, but luckily he was fit enough to start. The center back duo was Varastad Haroyan, our captain and amazing best center back ever. And Darren Voskanian. Uh, <laughs> you have to go through that one quick. <laughs> yeah. So the, on the left back, Kamovarnisian, which uh, was needed because his pace is needed against teams like Iceland. And moving to the middle, defensive midfield duo ended up being Artak Grigorian as predicted. And Salomon Udo that was uh, replaced in the second half after a long uh, and very hard uh, game on his fatigue level. Uh, on the wings, we had the Grand Parsekian MVP, clearly MVP, right uh, <laughs> midfielder. And left midfield, Hagop Hagopian, on another starting appearance, we're going to be talking a little about him, about the youngster that ended up getting an injury of uh, for himself, sadly. Probably not going to play against Romania either. And up top, Sarki Sadamian in a more free role, kind of like what we saw of him in the second half against Liechtenstein. And the main striker in the box ended up being Norberto Briasco Balekian. Another good game for him, another early substitution for him, and in my opinion, another uh, starting game for him coming up against Romania. 
Yes, yes. So this was a not too heavily changed lineup, but there were some changes in some key areas. Uh, obviously, yeah. uh, bringing in someone like Donald Waskanian gives everyone uh, like your heart beats like skip <laughs> because you don't know what he's going to do. And, Definitely. Uh, Harko Pakopian uh, surprisingly made his second start. Uh, then the last time he started was, of course, our famous 1-0 win over Macedonia that clinched us the Nations League. Uh, Chodets, giving, uh, uh taking a look at the lineup and the, those decisions of those two uh, key changes that were made by Kaparos, uh, as a coach, when you're going into a game where you're not really expecting to have a lot of the possession, uh, calling up a player like Hakopian, who is traditionally known as a defensive midfielder or a fullback in an attacking role, what kind of change does that make to the system that you're trying to play? Uh, definitely, it's a new... It's not a new way uh to play it but it's a new way to adapt to it so you, you can you can just play that game for uh let's say depending on the manager how he wants to play it for some time during the game as we saw in this case um or it, how he wants to proceed it for the next game so it's it's important it's important to think about which player you're going to play when you're going to play him, how you're going to play him and along who you're going to play him, especially the system as well. So you're so you're saying playing a defensive player in an attacking role, that that type yeah. of thing fits into Kaparos' system of essentially having an extra defensive-minded body in midfield, but who can also uh, try to contribute down the wings. Exactly, right? and also makes, in a way how he's going to sense. adapt to it, how he's yeah. going to adapt to the game, and how the players are going to contribute along alongside him and how they're going to give the result. Yes. Considering well, he had to cover you had to cover Camo, so it did make sense. Yeah. And moving on to the opponents lineup, they played a 4-1-4-1 formation similar to that uh, as they did against Germany in their opening match and they had a plethora of attacking options with uh Sigderson, Goodmanson, Bovardson and the other Goodmanson. <laughs> and <laughs> every um, and so they were they were clearly set up to uh, try to hold the ball and essentially create opportunities with long balls, which is something that they're known for uh, crosses in or dead ball situations. Uh, Tito, knowing how Iceland was planning to play, how do you think or how would you assess how Kaparos set up Armenia's team to counter what Iceland was trying to do? Um, when the match started, I saw that they were playing like really at the back. That was something that it surprised me. But they created a lot of chances. Uh, like I said in our group, in our chat group, um, it's really important having a, a solid goalkeeper. We, when we were one nil, uh, he saved us from from a tie and I don't know what would have happened if if they score on us on, on yeah. that play but I think that the option here the, the plan was to play uh, 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 from the sides and 
I don't know if that was like the best uh, fit for this match because uh, one thing that it always uh, cringes me about Tico is that he <laughs> tries to dribble to the inside and shoot. <laughs> but well, that's how yeah. the goal was. So yeah, I'm not going worked. to complain. But... That's that's just Tico. That's literally what he yeah. does. He frustrates the hell out of you in the first kid. half. Yeah. Only, only to do something like that in the second half. Yeah, <laughs> he, he tries that play like, I don't know, 10 times uh, per match. But yeah, luckily... <laughs> it worked out it, once, it right? Paid. It yeah. paid off. Yeah. So, you, only, you only need one, one goal. Exactly. And... And going into the first half, it didn't look like Armenia was going to score that one goal. Uh, we had more opportunities, actually, more shots on goal than Iceland did in the first half, despite mm -hmm. holding a smaller portion or smaller percentage of the possession. Iceland was doing exactly what we thought they would do. Ball, a lot of balls in the air, a lot of dead ball situations, lots of corner kicks, uh, free kicks because Armenian players were giving away strategic fouls to stop any sort of momentum. Um, but they were, I, I don't know if it's okay to say they were more offensive because they had a lot of chances, but they didn't get to actually shoot uh, to go. That, that yeah. was why... Um, we have more chances than them. So, yeah. So go, going into halftime, it seemed like a fairly even game. Obviously, mm -hmm. Iceland had more possession and a little better quality. Armenia had more shots, but they were from a distance and uh, not really that effective, except for, I believe, that one effort Udo did from like 40 yards out, which the, for some reason the goalkeeper nice couldn't pull. Yeah. I, I want to see the the full stats from from the entire qualifiers because uh, Armenia had like 40, 40 attempts uh, in both matches, oh, between both matches. So from what I remember on the FIFA website, they do keep track of statistics and Armenia was ranked third in the first round on the number of shots taken by any team. So, uh, in that first in that first match that we uh, that we had done, so I wouldn't I, I would anticipate we're still pretty high up there, right? Because twelve shots in this match alone, so we yeah, are at about forty shots. Yeah, well, forty between them two matches. It's about converting them, though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I think we lacked that at the first half. We just kept shooting and shooting and shooting, and they were playing oh. a low block, so. But, uh, Go ahead. What, go, ahead. Go, go on. No, no, no. <laughs> uh, they, they had a low block, and it, it was kind of obvious what we were trying to do. We just, we just kept shooting and shooting and shooting from long distance. It wouldn't really work. And then what worked is, on this, in the second half, just two shots simply coming from the wings where the, the, the goalkeeper couldn't reach at any kind of, in any kind of way he couldn't reach. And we just converted those. And we got the big win. And what I'm saying is we could have also scored way more if uh, we had more uh, of that execution in the, in, the, uh, in the box. Yes. So I think one thing that we definitely lacked in that first half was sharp passing. There was passing, but yeah. 
it wasn't as purposeful as it was in the second half. Mm. So halftime, we go in nil-nil. And the mood isn't really positive, but it's not really negative. So there were some adjustments made at halftime by Joaquin Caparos in order to get Armenia playing a little bit more on the front foot and trying to make uh, that counterattack happen. So Armenia step out into the second half. The first few minutes, it's more of the same, right? Back foot, defending a lot. But then something changes, and Armenia start playing more attacking with a little bit cleaner passing. Armin, walk us through some of the changes that were made in that second half, some of those adjustments. Well, I believe that the most important thing when it comes to play style and tactics, in-game tactics, is that Armenia, as you said, the the mood, the atmosphere was really positive for the team, and 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 it was clear, it was visible. Uh, the goal for us had been to basically keep the Icelanders or uh, Icelandics away from our our box. Yeah, uh, I, I don't know how you say it, whether it's Icelander, Icelandic. They're from Iceland, and we beat them. That's that's the important <laughs> thing at the end of the day. Uh, but yeah, well, seriously speaking, uh, beat them. Uh, yeah, beat, beat the Vikings. The Vikings. <laughs> yeah, we're the better ancient civilization, one could say. I wonder but, who uh, tweeted that. <laughs> but in all seriousness, uh, I think that the idea from Caparros was to keep the, uh, the, the 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 position away and uh, from our box. And slowly start to take uh, the reins of the t- of the game, and that's how things ended up going. Because you can see that Iceland started to get a little more frustrated, a little more imprecise, a little more tired than us. And uh, when they started giving up spaces, that's when Armenia started to get uh, what's the word you use, Adam? More purposeful. Mm-hmm. That's that's when Armenia started to do the actual offensive work first off it was it seemed more like a, a guardiolesque uh, sort of web net defensive web net and mm-hmm. when we got them we started to send those key passes up front and uh, well of course that by Damian coming in uh, after actually Hagopian got injured sadly it was a game changer but it, in all seriousness, to be fair, uh, Tiko Pazdehian's goal uh, came a few minutes before Hagop Hagopian's injury. Shout out to him because he did a great job, the, the youngster from Muratu. Uh, a very not noticed uh, work, in my opinion, which deserves praise. Uh, and uh, yeah, that's what ended up happening. Uh, we started to, to to make some plays when Iceland started to get a little more shaky and a little more nervous, and that's how Tiko Parsehian's first goal, amazing goal, by the way, from the right. Uh, I believe we all saw it by now in the highlights. Uh, it was a great cut to the to the inside flank, uh, leaving the defender in absolute shock, and a beautiful uh, like shot to the to the opposing uh, woodwork which hit actually the woodwork and got in it was a beautiful beautiful goal elite european level and uh we 
we really deserve to win this one. I mean, changes did end up helping, like substitutions, but we were going to win it even uh, before we were already winning, even before substitutions. So the first goal of the match didn't come until around the, if I'm checking it, just to 53rd minute. Uh, and it was, of course, by, I, I feel like the person we haven't <laughs> shut up about because he's just been so good, Tigran Barcerian, uh, Tito. The Hulk. He, he has been, I mean, talk about a player that's gone under the radar internationally, right? Mm-hmm. Talk mm. us through how he opened the scoring. Oh, I have to describe the, the do, play? Do, uh, however you want, baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the sky's the limit. <laughs> no, no, get, I'm saying because... Get carried uh, away. I, I don't know how good I am to, to describe a play in English, but yeah, he, he did what he always does. <laughs> he did what he always does, and that's uh, what I talked about uh, before. He always thinks he thinks he's messy. Uh, <laughs> he he does the, the the messy play, the the Robin play. Uh, he tries to dribble to the inside and shoot always, always. But I love him. Uh, he was a, a big part of the team, the, the previous UEFA Nations League, and he's a big part of the team now. And of course, if the ball uh, goes in. Uh, we can't complain about that. He he tried to... I, I don't know if in this play he tried to dribble to the inside because he was already on, uh, on the box. Mm-hmm. But he had like two players in front of him and he should... Uh, he, he didn't give a fuck about that. He, he should. <laughs> 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 and, and well, uh, he hit the post and went in. So beautiful goal. Every, yeah, everyone was in awe. I th- I think so too, and I don't think people expected him to shoot from that angle because of <laughs> how tight it was. And you know what? Typical Barcelona fashion, just does it, True. man. He's been he's been the main man for Armenia, and it's it's really shown again in, in this match. Uh, that you goal, know what I love way, about him? What? His mentality. What you just said. That's exactly. kind, He's that kind of guy. Yeah. He, he's the him. I think that's a characteristic that he has, <laughs> that Haroyan has, and that Hambar yeah, Dumian. Yeah, yeah. They have a very much never give up, like screw you mentality. Leadership. And it, it, it is. It is leadership. And like like Tito said, this guy did the same thing ten times, but it it all it needed to do was go come off once, and it did. That's it. Mm-hmm. So as frustrating as attitude. it can be. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Can do attitude. So he has- after. He has, like we said here in Argentina, he has huevos. Exactly. Uh, and that's attitude. He has balls. Cojones. Big Armenian <laughs> balls. After that goal was scored, we had a uh, substitution, as uh, Ottoman had mentioned. Hako Pakopian, unfortunately, uh, got a knock, and Khoren Bayramian came off the bench. Um, obviously, a fantastic substitute to have coming yeah. off the bench. 
And Norberto Briasco was relieved of his duties around the 62nd minute, similar to that of the match against Liechtenstein. And Alexander Karapetian made his, what I would call, cameo debut or, or cameo in this match because he didn't <laughs> he didn't really affect the game one way or another too much. Nah, um, not really. So fast forwarding into the second half, it was a little bit more of the same, right? A lot of defending, a lot of set pieces, like Jesus Christ, the amount of corners that these guys had in this game was like, <laughs> oh my God. Like I thought, I I personally thought at one point they would score from one of these <laughs> set piece situations. Same. But, but uh, Armenia defended very, very well, right? I've never seen, probably, I've never seen an, an Armenian national team just as organized as today's. No, it was it was incredible. Yeah. So uh, I don't really agree too much. Well, expand. The, what do you th- um, explain? What you think? Uh, coming from a critical side, I would say that uh, we could have done better because those attempts that they were getting, we were literally giving it to them. Uh, with all due respect to Iceland, uh, but um, the way that we performed defensively were not very. Uh, careful. Uh, we need to be more cautious the next time. Uh, they mean, were physical, but they were also movement. There was also a big movement that, was, uh, that they were making. That was predict- predictable because you have, and, and we were talking about this in the in the group chat. Uh, on the same defensive flank on the left, we had Gamo Hovannesian and Daron Boskanian, who were literally like the definition of shaky. And uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Boscana so, gave away the ball in that first half like three times. So many times. Yeah, bro. so my point. Exactly. It was annoying. My, my point exactly. So they need to be careful. It's 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 risky kind of thing. So uh, in the long term, thinking of it long term, we need to bring defensive reinforcements uh, as in the youngsters should improve. Yeah, of course, but you have... cannot play the same players. Well, You cannot keep playing the same players. I okay. want to say something good about uh, Boscanian. Thank uh, you. Thank you. Because you know? <laughs> we are uh, beating a dead horse. <laughs> uh, but did you did you just call Taron a dead horse? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, he had some interesting uh, passes to to Briasco, uh, long mm-hmm. passes. Yes. Uh, uh-huh. Uh, he put uh, Briasco in a very good position, so that's something good about Boscanian. No, and yeah, and not, not, not everything and, is bad about him. <laughs> and his yeah. tackles were not all that off. I'm just saying that maybe offensively, uh, like exactly those passes, mm-hmm. they were a little too risky from uh, during some time. So it wasn't so only him though. In some errors, there was no, one no, no. error I will not forget. Uh, yeah. Voskanian had uh, it was between Voskanian and uh, uh, Haroyan. Uh, Voskanian uh, went to uh, get rid of the ball, I believe, and he kind of jumped or something. Or no, 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 he didn't jump. He just yeah, I, I he just that. sprinted. He just sprinted. The ball went through him. The the Iceland player just went through that, and uh, he kept going. And Haroyan just jumped. Uh, yeah. in the sky just like just to clear the ball and couldn't miss that's, that's so it's basically the a whole thing. structuring the whole mentality of the defense it's not just it's not just having the players uh, that are not performing well maybe it's like a technical thing that they need to work on I guess 
Exactly, but to, in, to be fair, the the risk and the possibilities of uh, Arroyan making a mistake like the one we're talking about now are much lower when we talk Haroyan than in, uh, say, Boscanian or Camo-Vanessian's case. Well, let, let me throw and some statistics about, in there. It's all about possibilities. Voskanian attempted five tackles in which he succeeded in three of them. He had mm-hmm. 11 uh, duels overall, and he won six of the 11 duels, and he had he had recovered the ball eight times. So in terms of a defensive performance, he's done great. He headed, he clearanced, cleared the ball six times, twice with his head, and he had three accurate long balls, which goes to what Tito was saying, how he was able to pick up Riasco up on top of the pitch. Um, so overall, it was a very solid performance, I would say. Uh, and the all reason why... Yeah. <laughs> all things considered, yeah. All things considered. And the reason why I think um, Chadens feels this way even more is that is it comes down to the sharpness in the passing in transition that we talked about. Hovanes Hambarzumian, Kamo Hovanesian, uh, obviously sometimes Daron Voskanian, Arta Grigorian, all of their pass, their pass accuracy was substantially lower today than it was the other day. Arta Grigorian still had a very high one, but a lot of the attempts that Hambarzumian tried to make, he ended up kicking the ball out uh, he, for a yeah. throw-in around like four or yeah. five times. So Actually, it, a couple that, of comments on that. Sure. Because... Uh, Hampatsumian, as you said, uh, like as you said, he was a little wasteful today, and I could uh, strictly attribute that to his uh, fatigue. Because even if he started and played the whole game and played really good, well, not as good as the other day, but he is tired. You can tell he's not the same as he was the other day or as he usually is, uh, and even then. He underwent a pretty solid performance, uh, very valuable in my opinion, especially mm-hmm. defensively. And the other comment was actually going to be about uh, Charles Scherer, because I remember you, Adam, making the comment on Charles Scherer's, uh passing accuracy the other day, right? Mm-hmm. Which was, I believe, the highest uh, from yes. the middle of the ground of the park to the back. Mm-hmm. So it, it's... It, it... <laughs> Look, the the way that the, the way that the team was was lined up today was for a specific purpose. Briasco and uh, Briasco Balakian and Adamian were tasked with pressuring their the Icelandic players into giving long balls, and they did that very successfully because Iceland had 70 long passes in this game. I agree. So yeah. the tactic was have them try to lob it. And then have our defenders try to win the header. They failed most of the time, but the follow-up ball, which is just as important exactly. as the initial, is where they the made space. the clearance. Exactly. Win the space, that, no that, matter how. That was the difference maker. Um, so fast forward a little bit, and we find ourselves in a lot more comfortable in the uh, Icelandic half of the pitch, and Tigran Barsegan. Uh, does it again somehow magically, and he f- finds uh, Horik Bayramian with a fantastic lob pass. By the way, I don't know if you guys yeah, noticed yeah, yeah. how how well he yeah, controlled that ball beautiful. and lobbed it. And Bayramian did something um, that honestly, it's uh, it's very clear that this is he's just a very talented player. Yeah. But he took on two Icelandic players, got it onto his left foot, and a peach of a shot 
into the side netting on the opposite side. The goalkeeper cannot do anything about it. And Armenia were up 2-0. It was fantastic and euphoric. Um, that was the moment. I mean, that was the moment when Bayraman had the right profile because that's, that's his profile. That's the side of him that he likes to take. And he took that, that the path he always takes in the Russian Premier League. And that's what got him to be a successful player. That's mm -hmm. his specialty. And it was just meant to be. I wonder when the last time, uh, when was the last time two Armenian players scored with their left feet? <laughs> I, I wish we could find that out. I, I'm sure there's some some freak way or someone who keeps track of those types of statistics, but uh, if, we're not going to know any of that. Yeah, if it's not us, I don't know who. It is. <laughs> so, uh, full time two 0 We go on top of the table uh, for a short period of time. Uh, we're not going to be there that long uh we currently top the group but north macedonia is taking on Liechtenstein as we speak and romania is taking on germany as we speak um those score lines currently are three nil to macedonia so it looks like they'll be wrapping up and getting three points there and romania are currently down one nil to germany so it looks like uh, there if romania can claw back and get a goal maybe armenia can end match day two on top of the table but alas we move forward. Chadens, what do we have up next? What are, what are we facing? Romania. We were, we're facing Romania. Uh, who we're playing, uh, we're playing Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesday, same time. Yes. Uh, what are we expecting? Well, Haji, Haji, I don't know. I, I think you say Haji is him. Yeah. Is, uh, from me, that's, yeah. I, I mostly know about him. He's a top player, young, uh, top young striker. Well, uh, attacking well, midfielder. Well, who's his, who's his dad? <laughs> yeah, his dad is Giorgio Haji, who's like. Yeah, but a, this one's performing I, very well under Steven Gerrard. Yes. So uh, there's that to scare us a little bit, but we're all of us are quite hopeful uh, <laughs> with what's coming. Uh, I think they're playing now, as of as we speak, right? Yes, so uh, they're currently Germany. losing 1-0 to Germany. They tend to deploy a 4-2-3-1 formation. That's uh, typically how they play. So um, how how do you see Kaparos uh, approaching a very attacking-minded team like Romania? Mm, tough question. Do you think he'll uh, go with a 4-4-2 again? Because it's been three, four consecutive games now he's played a 4-4-2. I think he wouldn't, no. Because also the... The way the way the 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 attacking midfielders did not start all of them uh, the midfielders I th uh, I think he's gonna play on uh, Wabemar this one uh, to offer more stability uh, to also offer more physicality behind okay. um, I'm not sure about the striker though Adamian mm, was seemed a little tired right yeah. yeah. He didn't really visibly. execute the shots that he took, which yeah. is another critical he was point. Tired. I, that's actually one of my uh, main concerns about today, and one of the main things with uh, which I didn't agree about the lineup. I mean, Sako was already visibly tired the other day, and uh, I think the best would have been to have him well rested, maybe use him as a, uh, a power like super sub. Because he was really wasteful today, 
and uh, that's specifically on his uh, fatigue. I think it would have been much more beneficial both both for today, both for today's game, as well as for having him fresh for the next game if he didn't start today. Yes, so I think I think again to as to what you said, Adamian off the bench against Romania could be very beneficial to us, similar yeah. to how Bayramian was very beneficial to us off the bench. Exactly, uh, Tito. We know that Romania is a very good attacking team, but they've also shown some defensive instability against their match against Macedonia, which they won 3-2. Uh, it was very clear that this is not a heavily defensive concentrated team. The only player that they have that's notable in their defense is Kirakesh, um, who is, I don't know how old at this time. If you're walking Kaparos, how would you look to exploit a team that is essentially maybe throwing caution in the wind for most of the games and trying to beat you by scoring more goals than, than you? It's simple. It's counterattacking. Uh, I believe that you know, we have to be pretty solid on on the back. Um, we have uh, a lot of uh, fast players to exploit their weaknesses. Mm-hmm. We, we can play um, at the sides that, like, we were playing mostly against uh, Liechtenstein. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, we, we have to get better our, you know, with the definition because uh, if you're not going to have as many chances as we had uh, the first game against Liechtenstein and we have a pretty decent amount of chances today too but we we cannot um let this uh, these chances go away we we cannot yeah uh, we can uh, afford to look to be wasteful yeah, yeah, yeah. waste that, that, that was the word we, we cannot waste uh, we have to score uh, if we have a chance we we cannot waste it that's yeah. that's why we need fresh plates uh, fresh and well rested players uh-huh. So, and, and looking at it, there were several players that didn't feature in the match today. There were only, there were four substitutions made. Uh, positive, Girard Charoyan made his debut. He got to play about uh, 14 minutes or so. And he had some really nice passing, some like like nice back heels. I, I, I'm very <laughs> for happy. Yeah, kind of like, uh, like a Miranian the other day. Exactly. As as similar, he he he. Of course, he didn't have an, as much time to make an impact, but anyway. And so and we have everything was already pretty much settled today, as opposed to as the other day. Yeah. So who we have bench that didn't play? Uh, Andre Kalasir, Wabe Marangulo, Vahan Bichakshan, Edgar Babayan. Those four and players Ciro. didn't feature, and Cedric Grigon. So they're all fit and ready and healthy to start so i think maybe kaparos is going to maybe take a similar approach to what he did against iceland uh except i think we might need to have a more um a more killer instinct right that might be the the right way to phrase it because yeah. we're looking at this current scores and macedonia is up four nil against Liechtenstein. so I mean, we really must have hit their confidence hard because macedonia is running away with it so goal difference is predictably, like you had mentioned, Tito, probably going to be very important. Yeah, I think that was a mistake from us from yeah. the last match. 
we had to score. Uh, I think I think Liechtenstein went all in against us. I think they're not just psychologically uh, hurt, but also physically very tired. You know what's something funny that actually came out of that? Uh, the, their manager, Liechtenstein's manager in the post-match press conference, said that he thought uh, Liechtenstein, Liechtenstein deserved yeah. to win. And I was like, oh my. I was like, he get said what? out of here. He, has he said no Liechtenstein shame. deserved to win. That's low-key funny. Really? So yeah, no sorts, nothing, no contribution. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to win, you have a, at least to try to shoot once. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> maybe maybe try to play football instead of karate. Yeah, of exactly. course. So, guys, um, a couple of highlights. Capados highlighted the importance of the fans off the pitch and teamwork on the pitch. He had an Instagram post uh, yesterday where he gave us a little bit of insight of what he does uh, behind the scenes and stuff that we don't necessarily see. He had a very nice um, video for the players and it was a real good like um, emotional uh, like positive reinforcement for the players and it seemed to work because one thing Armenians are are very emotional people and if mm. we have a manager that is able to use that positively I think these are the types of results that we're seeing. Um, of course, today we had fans inside the stadium and we will have fans for the Romania game. And um, Macedonian footy on Twitter actually pointed out uh, his thoughts that he thinks it's unfair that we had fans because none of the other matches are having fans. What do you guys think about that? Chadens? Well, if it's unfair, take it to the UEFA. <laughs> that's my that's... comment i uh, really like i don't i don't think my opinion will make a difference to be honest because <laughs> it's all the uefa's decision with yeah. the with the covid and everything it's what uefa has decided even we're even here where we're a small country we cannot even go to the games we're smaller than armenia and it could it's it can be counted unfair for us too but yeah it's uefa's but... fault Look, UEFA, at the end of the day, they could say yes or no. And what UEFA ended up saying is individual country. And Armenia said, the Armenian government said, sure, do it, but at 30% capacity. And, you know, I think it was a little more than 30%. But <laughs> and, and I, the commentator, the English commentator on ESPN was saying, he mentioned it several times, by the way. Uh, he was like, uh, these people aren't being socially distanced. <laughs> Which I thought was funny, but I, I um, wanted to to point that uh, because as a <laughs> South American, uh, as a South American, I think that uh, the atmosphere uh, plays also. Mm -hmm. So yeah. it's that's something very important. Um, I I saw the the second half on uh, a streaming that had no uh, commentators, so I could hear only the atmosphere, and Beautiful. it was it was kind of like a South American atmosphere, and that's something I was talking with Armen too, mm -hmm. that this uh, thing about atmosphere and and being strong uh, in home games yeah. uh, is something that Iceland did uh, for the previous uh, Euro and World Cup, and that's something that it paid off for them. Yeah, and, and Armenia, funnily enough, the fans kept on doing the Viking yeah. clap, uh, which is yeah, something Iceland was, made famous right mind, back bro. in the days. 
<laughs> I, I think that was disrespectful, but I, I, you know what? They have to take it because we're <laughs> at the end of the day. At the end of the day, dude, we're Armenia. We're like, we're no one considers us to be good. The only yeah. people that know how good Armenia how are good are the people that actually watch Armenia play, like us. If yeah, you yeah, watch yeah. Armenia, you you yeah. So <laughs> Armenia is a mystery to most people. All that's why all you hear. Uh, Amino without Henrik Mkhitary and their talisman. And it's like, bro, he hasn't been in the past. Literally, I had the English stream on. Yeah. Yeah. Like, if these guys, like, actually read something, they would realize we won the Nations League without him. The three (laughs) wins we had were without Henrik. The two wins we had were without Henrik. Clearly, we don't even know what they forget. Kaparos was an underdog. Let them underestimate us. I'm sorry. Let them underestimate us. Kaparos was an underdog. He he beat Real Madrid Barcelona with uh, uh, Sevilla. Sevilla, yeah. yeah. With Sevilla, mm-hmm. and now he's here, ready to take on Cruz in a few months. Cruz, uh, I don't know, Ginter, uh-huh. Chan. <laughs> Do I need to <laughs> list all the names? Before we get to Germany, we still have a long way to go, bro. Yeah, I, I, I wanted to add one more thing about uh, the atmosphere. Sure. Uh, this is the third. Ah, this is the first time <laughs> that we this national team plays with public. So the public, uh, of course, was really excited because they can they couldn't have um I don't know how to say show their appreciation. Yeah. Yeah, the appreciation for this team that has already done so much for so much. for our country and let's hope that we. Uh, mm-hmm. It's going to do more. Of course. <laughs> and, uh, and, and like we, like, you know, that's something that was previously mentioned on the show was that the Nations League, uh, there was a war going on. We didn't even get to play at home. Uh, you know, we, we were playing our home games in random ass places. So like finally, we finally got back to Yerevan. And, uh, you know, we're very thankful that fans were allowed to come in because it was a difference maker. And sure, whatever, they might think it's unfair. But at the end of the day, bro, they probably call us farmers or whatever, you know, whatever the, the new insult in football is nowadays. And if you can't beat farmers, then clearly you're worse. So I don't exactly. know what to tell you. <laughs> All right, guys. Um, just to quickly wrap things up. Do you guys want to go through potential lineups that you guys would like to see against Romania? Let's start with uh, Armin. Give us your 11. Jesus. <laughs> always tough questions. Yeah. Uh, I guess, as always, Yushchenko. I would start Yushchenko. Wow, today Yushchenko save. I know we talked about it, but wow. Uh, it's so important right to have... the equalizer, right? Was, yeah, it, was that the one so, right after the... Yeah. So important to have a, actually... European level goalie back there to command the, the the defense and save us, save our asses when we need to. Uh, Haroyan and I, I don't understand why he would sub Chalashir. I bring him in, bring him back in. Haroyan uh, and Chalashir. I think Chalashir would. I think he is coming back in. I think it was a. I think it was a rest because he knew. Uh, he had confidence in Voskanian, but I still think uh, Chalashir Haroyan yeah. is the, is the starting combination. Yeah, especially it with always a is. team like this. Yeah, yeah, it's clearly the the starting uh, duo. But Tito actually made a very interesting and accurate, in my opinion, remark, which was that 
the the language barrier because Chalashu doesn't speak Armenian as of yet, and the little Armenian that he speaks is Western Armenian, so his communication with Haroyan uh, is not optimal yet, as opposed to Voskanyan, that even though clearly uh, a weaker defender in terms of class than Chalashu, will understand Haroyan perfectly. So that may have been the reason, uh, aside from naturally rotation. But um, we need Chalashur always. We need him. Uh, I would like to rest Hovannes Sampatrumian for a change. And uh, But I don't know. I don't know if Ararat is fit enough to play on the right back. Mm-hmm. If he is, play Ararat. If he's not, play Gamo. I agree. Uh, and on the left flank, on the left back, I... I think it's perfect timing for Sero Prigorian to start. Unless, of course, Arman Hovannesian, and this depends a lot on uh, on whether or not Arman Hovannesian is fit to play because he's clearly the starting left back. But mm-hmm. I still I still don't think he's fit enough to start right off the bat. Uh, if anything, if, if he's anything close to fit, he's going to make the bench, Arman. So hopefully he is. Uh, so defense will change in my opinion because fitness and rotation are needed uh, it's been a very tiring window for all of our players especially fullbacks um defensive mid i think udo is okay to play again uh if not ubeymar is apparently is fit to return to the starting lineup and uh Man, I, I was going to comment on this during the, uh, the in-game analysis, so I, I'm, I'm using the opportunity now. Karim sure. Muradian. Karim Muradian was so important in the last 10 to 15 minutes. That's when Iceland started to like go all in. You know, That's when Iceland knew they were about to lose a game that for them uh, on paper was very winnable, and they started to go all in. Crosses from all over. And you could see I was... I was literally on a call with Tijo telling him, man, Muradian, I know he's good, but today he's clearly like saving us. He he got off the bench and uh, got him Muradian, just started to appear everywhere, uh, like clearances all over the, the box, our defensive box. And uh, I would like to see him start for a change. And Grigorian is, Grigorian played, Arta Grigorian played the whole game today. Mm-hmm. Think about yeah, it. I don't think he would start though. Artak, or who? Yeah, it would be tough. Yeah, yeah, at his age, yeah, at his age, it would be very yeah. tough to start. It would be very tough. He played two full ninety minutes, two games. Exactly. He he has to rest by now. Uh, so yeah, I, it, it actually, this what a better opportunity to start the sheet, the su- successful Shirak Yumri uh, defensive midfield duo. That was Solomon Udo and Karen Muradian as Wednesday. There's not not going to be a better opportunity anytime soon. So, and well, they, they they sink. They know each other. And what about attack? What do you see more up up on the pitch? Left wing clearly. Jorim uh, Bayramian returning. His fit. Yeah. His uh, his in form. Perfect. Uh, beautiful return. I would bench mm. Sako. He needs to rest. Rotation. Caparros actually highlighted uh, rotation on his uh, confer- uh, the press conference from after the game today. Uh, right before we uh, recorded, Caparros uh, did the, the press conference. He was released and he focused on rotation among other things. 
So Sakwaramian needs to rest. I will mm-hmm. start Horen on the left, as I said. Uh, I hope, and I think it's about time Vahan gets a start at 10, because... Like, it's, this is a running joke by now. Every, no, every time we say Vahan is going to start at 10, and he never starts. That's, that, that's the thing. I mean, that's the thing. It, it's the last <laughs> chance. It's the last game. Everyone is tired, mostly everyone. Uh, who are you going to play? You need fresh players, and yeah. we all know Vahan is uh, in good form at club level, and it's a good club. It's not like it's some Armenian Premier League or lower Kazakh Premier League team. It's a mm-hmm. it's a good club from Central Europe, so it's about time. You know, he's fresh, okay. he's fit, in form. On the right, I think it's uh, Norberto's time because Balekian, Norberto Balekian, of course, his natural position at Huracan at his club is a right wing that's mm-hmm. when he makes the difference and that's what led him to become the, the mvp and captain of that team uh he's mostly been playing this window for us as a center for uh forward as a striker in the box uh, of course not like karapetian it's a whole different style and uh this is actually the time for norberto to take on the right side uh make the most of his uh specialty let tico parzejan rest for a change too and start Karabidian in the box. An attack, uh, you know, like at the end of the day, an attack made up by Bayramian, Bichachian, Balekian, the triple B, if you will, and uh, Karabidian at the box. All right. All right. That sounds good. Chadens, who is your starting 11? Uh, similar defense. Uh, same, I think. Uh, the, the differences I would make is... Uh, with the web webinar uh, starting, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Udo definitely Udo today he was spot on. He could have scored as well. Yeah. Uh, it was it was nice to see him just you know controlling the game around there. But I want Ubemar to be to be game. there to offer stability. That's I want to see that kind of uh, assurance in the next game. Uh, well, mm. yeah, Baramian definitely on, on how fit Ubeymar is. Yeah, I think I think um, I think he's being saved for for that last match. Could be. Yeah, like that's why I'm not too sure. Like I think I th- I, wa- I like I personally want him, but mm-hmm. like I I don't know like. It that's depends, fine. Yeah, that's fine. It that's fine. Just well, we're just asking you to go through your eleven. It doesn't. Yeah, it's whatever you Spirit want. Sound would be in the bench uh, for me. Well, is is he injured? No, he's not, right? No, he just didn't make the, he didn't make. That's the a roster. great comment. Okay, that's a great yeah. comment. I mean, I'm sorry, but think about this: we absolutely dominated Iceland without Ashak Gorian, without Spertian, and with a like a wasteful Sakwadamian. Yeah, think about that. So. Up top, who do you want to see, Chavins? If if we get Balekian on the right wing, which I don't think there will be formation change, but if there is, uh, which I'm thinking it's 75% likely because of the rotations, mm-hmm. uh, I think Balekian will offer great uh, pressure on top. Um, he will... I hope he converts his chances. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Baram, like I said, Baramian before. Um, 
Yeah, I think this is well the number ten. I'm not gonna jinx it, so <laughs> I'll just leave it there. That's fine. But All right. Uh, to be fair, to be fair, Balikian didn't have any real chances today. He was wasteful on the other game against Liechtenstein, but today Iceland was very organized in defense, and it took a, a team effort to break them. It, it was. I think Balikian's role in this game was all about hold up play. It wasn't about. Uh, yeah. It wasn't about scoring. Exactly. So that's what I'm saying. He can pressure in the next game. Like he, he just yeah. needs to pressure them. Okay. That's all they need. Yes. Um, I don't know if I'm going to to say a a full sure. squad. Yeah. Just say players now. you would want to see. That's fine. But I don't know if it's going to be uh, too crazy to think that if we want to use our fastest players to to play counter-attack. Um, if it's going to be too crazy uh, to think that maybe Camo playing on the midfield like uh, he did on the first match Please, against, no. against Macedonia. <laughs> Please, uh, no. yeah. uh, it didn't go too well that day, but maybe it's not too crazy because thinking about uh, something similar that we saw today of playing two left backs on on the, on the same side. side. Yeah. 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 But maybe that isn't too crazy. But really? yeah, I think the formation would be perhaps more more defensive. Uh, maybe only one striker and I think uh I'm with you saying that uh, Briasco and needs to be the striker. And Sorry for interrupting. Uh, Macedonia is converting. Oh, I know. <laughs> yeah, they're up. They're up five nil. I'm looking at the scores right now. I have it. Up, I have it up in front of me. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say the final scores before we get off. It was obvious. But yeah, uh, maybe bench Adamian and rest a little bit. Yeah. Maybe entering on the second half. But yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, uh, I'll go through mine. I think, of course, Yurchenko at the back. That's that's a given. I think <laughs> if uh, I think I think I think Kamo is going to retain his place at left back if he's not tired. I think, and I think we're yeah. going to see Chalas here and Haroyan and Hovanes Hambartzuman. I think will play again despite being very tired. I don't foresee Tigran Barzagan being benched. Uh, he's definitely for me starting on the right side <laughs> and then midfield. I think we're going to see Wabemar and Udo. Uh, and then I believe on the left side, uh, we will probably buy Ramian. And up top, yeah. I think we're going to see Karapetian and Briasco starting. And we're going to have Adamian, Bichakjian, Babayan, Spertian, uh, all coming off the Spertian. bench. So a Please. lot of firepower Spertian. coming off the bench, just like today. Because if you have someone like Adamian coming off the bench, a Bundesliga striker, of course, he's going to be a little bit better because he's going to be more rested and not tired, and he's going to be playing against defenders, or he's going to be attacking against defenders who have been playing... That will uh, be tired. 200-something minutes to that point, you know, in seven days. So that's that's why Beautiful. I think it'll be, it'll be lined up like that. Well, uh, that's going to be it for today for us. Uh, currently, at the time of recording, it's 87th minute in both the other matches. Macedonia has wrapped things up against Liechtenstein, and they need they lead 5-0. And Germany uh, is currently leading Romania 1-0 in the 87th minute. Uh, if that if Romania can do us a solid and equalize, Armenia will finish top of the group. Uh, but 
as it stands, it looks like Armenia is most likely going to be finishing match day two in second place, uh, tied on points behind Germany, but uh, tied on points with Germany, but behind by only one goal. Uh, Armenia, of course, have a plus three goal difference. And um, yeah, that's it, guys. Thank you for listening. We will be back on Thursday or Friday or Saturday. We don't know. We might take a little <laughs> bit of a break after the Romania game. Uh, depending on how we're feeling. Of course, it's midweek, and we also have our work commitments uh, to do as well. But uh, Chadens, Armin, Tito, thank you for joining today. Uh, this was a fantastic match. We are very, very excited. We're very proud of today. Historic victory. Um, anything else to add, guys? Savor it. Yes. Yes. Uh, I think that um, the previous podcast has said that we were going to get five points. And we are better than that. <laughs> well, no, you ha! said seven. So you said you would die for seven points. So that's still yeah. possible. But I want to yeah. see nine. I said I have oh, a of course, that we go of undefeated until Germany. And then maybe, you never know, maybe we won't lose to them either. Don't <laughs> get ahead of ourselves. We're going to give you hell. No, so <laughs> at this point, like, like we've always said, taking a match at a time. We have Romania on Wednesday. We're very focused. Hopefully the boys had a That's good rest the and we move forward. And what do we say, Chadens? Uh, <laughs> we have so many things to say. Yeah, we have so many things to say. <laughs> to but Victor. seriously, I mean, aside, you know, Tebi Ahtanak, we know that, but enjoy, <laughs> my thing. enjoy the moment, guys. Enjoy today's result. It was mind-blowing. And paradigm shifting i mean our, we're seeing a different mentality for armenia as a national team and as a nation so just enjoy it and make the most of it that was very well said armin thank you for joining us today uh we will uh, see you guys later this week don't forget to drop us all follows on twitter follow football Genthron on instagram and twitter and uh yeah that's it all right we will see you after hopefully nine points Peace. Group yeah. leaders. Group leaders. <laughs> Group leaders. <laughs> Group leaders. That's it. <laughs>